welcome everybody to the, uh, this isn't the podcast, what is this? Oh yeah, Fan Gamer Game Club. <laughs> we are in season three, episode two, which is finishing up Yoshi's Island. So let's get right to it, I suppose. You'll first notice the absence of Garrett. He is on a top secret mission to a graduation, which sounds really compelling. So, uh, or at least that's his cover story. That is. That's just, that's a really good cover story. We'll believe it. Yes. <laughs> it's good enough for this place. All right. We have, as in last week, we have Kevin, a.k.a. Simon Bob. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What is up with you, Kevin? There's not much up here. I'm just chilling, relaxing, maxing all cool. Uh, I shot some b-ball outside of the school, and uh, it was a really good time. There was Everybody was just up to plain old good, and I am not moving to Bel Air. All right. You know, that would be sweet if you did. That would be sweet. Not I, really. I should... That's right across the country, man. That's ridiculous. I think Bel Air is supposed to be pretty nice. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, I got, like, this uptight uncle down there, and he's all bald and stuff, but I don't know. To get a sweet pool house to stay in. Oh, sure, with no air conditioning in Bel Air in the summer. You know what? I'll get into some trouble in the winter, then you can move me to Bel Air. (laughs) Alright, enough about your and your problems. We also have subbing in for Garrett this week, and just as a general all-around game club uh, person of interest, we have Crystal. Hey, everybody. Good to see you back, Crystal. It is uh, always nice to have a game club veteran, because, you know, it's a program that has a long and auspicious history. Of course. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. We did Worlds 4, 5, and 6 of Yoshi's Island, so how did you two enjoy the game compared to... you? Everybody's played through it before, right? From the four of us? Yep. Yes. So, Kevin, first, how did you enjoy your experience? Oh my god, I forgot to introduce Matt. Hi. No, I'm just here like, um, <laughs> like that guy that sat in the back on the Tom Green show. I'm you not know, saying anything. Because so many people watch the Tom Green show. <laughs> no, I know. It's Phil Giroux, the yeah. guy in the window. Where's yeah. your coffee cup, dude? Yeah. Well, I got this empty bottle of apple juice. Here you go. You can have the Starman.net Mugzer circa 2000. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the old school one. He's actually on oh. that mug. That's how much of a relic he is. He's the Mega Man with the top hat in the corner. That's old school times. That's why we couldn't sell that. It's because of your stupid Mega Man recolor. It was it was that or Super Saiyan Gohan, and Reed told me I couldn't use that. You couldn't be Super Saiyan <laughs> Gohan? <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, wow. You should have been Trunks. All right, that's the one name I know. I love yeah, that. Yeah. All right, now, Kevin, now that I'm finished interrupting you... What has your experience been playing through the game this time? Well, like I said last week, I remember the second half of the game being where it starts to really improve, and I was not disappointed. Uh, I found the levels had more variety to them, more challenge without being too frustrating until they wanted to be, uh, you know, just more interesting in general. No more of this lakes and monkeys crap. Yeah, but the, I feel like there were still gimmicks, though. Like, World 5, it was like, I hope you like ski lifts, and then World 6... But only for hell. four levels. They didn't whip you with the ski lifts over and over and over again, because they eventually went into the sky with the platforms and the clouds and stuff. Yeah, those were a pain in the ass, by the way. I yeah, I wasn't a fan of sky lifts. Also. No, I did. Here's the situation. Matt would play, or I would play 
No, Matt would play the first four levels of a world, and I would play the second four levels. So he did the snow oh, levels. Oh, you got shafted, yeah. And I did the sky levels. So, believe me, I did do them. The, <laughs> the crazy platform ricocheting stuff where they're all over like a roller coaster. But yeah, I don't think you can complain about a frustration level once you're into you know the last three or four levels of a game. You know, so I felt like complaining, but then I'm like, no, I'm into the second half of World 5, it should be challenging. But there's a difference between challenging and frustrating, though. Challenge, I feel like, has a, a level well, of enjoyment to it, like you feel like you've achieved something. With Yoshi's Island, like the frustration level, sometimes it just seems like the game's being unfair. I can give you the exact moment, actually. Um, challenging was the platforming stuff in World 5, and then frustrating for me. Did you get the red coin? It's in one of the World 6 levels. No. That's underneath a chomp rock on a single wooden pillar with a little fireball going back and forth above you. It's the last red coin in the, or the second last or something, and you have to stand on the chomp rock to make it roll off the side of the post without getting hit by the fireball, and then when it rolls off, you have to jump. Still I... not hitting the fireball and get the red coin, which is on top of the precarious post. I can't remember who played that level, Matt or me, but I know for both of us with the chop rocks, uh, it, it was the level with the spinning logs. You both aren't getting a hundred, yeah. so that would be my problem. <laughs> yeah, I, it, we but, did that but I must have done that one chop rock just six times. <laughs> that's that's it. That was your most frustrating experience. Something you only had to do six like, times. <laughs> Just once in a while, they were just like, here's something that you have to do six times in a row before you get it right. And I was just, ah. I think the average level took me like two game overs. I would <laughs> kill to do something six really? times. Not that bad, but believe me. Like one game over per level? Probably. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of garbage. Yeah. But, we... but none of you are getting 100 like I am. So I think I win the frustration award right now. And how far is oh, the game definitely... are you? Uh, right now I'm at 5-4. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Then. I'm slowly getting there. It's just gonna go uphill in frustration from there, I'm guessing. Hey, I, I tell you what, I remember doing a perfect run once upon a time. Yeah. And I remember it being terribly, ridiculously frustrating. Especially when there was, if there was a flying dude holding up a coin and you had to eat him or hit him with an egg, and you missed him and he flew away, well, that's that level gone. And you know, that's I the think, thing. Yeah, because yeah, when I was younger, I also did a perfect run. And I'm like, this wasn't this frustrating when I was younger. What was wrong with me? You know, Matt and I talked about that. And what was your theory on why it doesn't seem as hard when you're a kid? It's because when you're a kid, playing Yoshi's Island was probably literally the only good thing you had to do in your life at that point. You know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got a choice of what to do. And you don't have 20 hours a day to play video games. So... <laughs> When you sit there feeling like you're forced to play it for whatever reason. Like Game Club. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different kind of torture. Yeah, that's how I feel. I've been playing Cave Story on the side, by the way. We'll get to that one eventually. <laughs> that's That'll happen. It's just one of those things that, like, people, we've put it to a vote, and every time Cave Story is the always the bridesmaid, never the bride. We'll get to it one of these days. <laughs> Poor Cave Story. I'm curious, for um, people who are doing perfect games, both in the chat room and on Skype, what is the extra content you get for doing that, and is it worth it based on the difficulty of what you're doing? I'm, I'm pretty sure with... you just unlock those 
extra stages. There's only one extra stage in each world. And then you get the wonderful satisfaction that I get 100 on all these stages. That was such and a great use of my time. Do you get the um, free-to-do-anytime bonus stages before or after? I'm the, pretty sure uh, if you get... The extra. Uh, the bonus stage and the extra stages are unlocked at the same time. So, the extra stages, are they're like full levels? Uh, yeah. yeah. Are they any good? No. Well, the very first one... <laughs> we appreciate your candor. One, which is the only one I really remember that well. Um, because that, I actually unlocked it the very first time I ever played the game. Um, it's all lava. And then Poochie comes up. And you have to jump on his back and let him run you across the level. And it scrolls. But Poochie runs a little faster. That is his name, right, Poochie? I've got yes, that. Yes, it is Poochie. Okay. Yeah, he, he runs back and forth faster than the screen scrolls. So you have to constantly be turning in the other direction so that he won't run off the screen and drop you into the lava. And that's the first extra stage. That doesn't sound fun at all. That sounds like the one lava castle that I think Matt was the one who played, but you're literally riding on a log in lava doing nothing for like a full minute, just being like, come yeah, on. Yeah, imagine that, except you actually have to do something. Yeah, Poochie and I don't get along, so that wasn't exactly a fun stage for me. It was made worse yeah. by the fact that there was nothing to do. You just sat on a log. You could At put the, the very end, down. doesn't a bony fish show up? Yeah. 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 yeah that At fish the very end. Up. I died to that fish the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, gotta jump this guy. It was not pretty. Not at all. So, from what you guys are telling me, I feel confident that I did not do extra content. I didn't feel that it was worth it, and it didn't seem that fun getting it. I thought you got the bonus stages for doing the extra stages, but apparently not. Yeah, so just get a hundred on one through eight, and then there's the bonus stage. That's just stupid. They should make it the extra prize for beating it, because otherwise there's no incentive. I think what the game has put you through is enough. Like, I think they, it's okay that they give you the bonus stage and the extra stage. At the same time, if that's what I'm understanding. I don't know about that. I'm not a fan. I think it should be gradual, upgraded content. Alright. All right. That's, that's my game design philosophy. That's just how I feel. Your frustration from the extra stage. That's why they give you the bonus stage. Like, here's some free items, just in case you die, like, 50 times or something. So, to switch topics for a second, kind of going into an overview of the game instead of just the back half... If you guys had to pick, uh, I'll go to Matt first on this one. Do you have a world of the six that you liked most, and a world that like you disliked most? Do you have an opinion, Matt? No. That is a man deep in thought. No. no. I mean, I don't think that the game really escalated in difficulty or anything. Um, I don't think that. I mean, it threw new concepts at you, but it's not like it really built a whole lot on those concepts so I feel like you could take all of the levels completely randomize where they fall in which stage falls in which level I don't think it would make any difference so no I don't think so fair assessment Crystal what do you think hmm I'm just impartial word world 4 but I really like the second half of world 5 too the sky part yeah I liked World 4 because it didn't seem to have a specific theme other than, like, you're outdoors. Do you like turtles? 
And well, that's... turtles were the specific theme, but that's I was going to mention this. Monkeys lame. Turtles awesome. Monkeys were annoying because they would steal Mario. The Goombas look pretty creepy in this game. There were at least turtles yeah. or Goomba. Yeah, there were. Goombas at least squished properly in this game. Yeah, I remember being very disappointed with the first Mario World. I jumped on a Goomba and he flips over. I'm like, what is this crap? And then I picked him up and I'm like, you're not supposed to be able to hold a Goomba. He should be squishing in my hands like a chocolate bar. <laughs> well, now in like Mario Galaxy, you can you have to jump on them and kick them, or just like ground pound. Yeah, they really haven't handled like, Goombas well since Super Mario World. Well, m- new Mario Brothers, but that's yeah. pretty much Super Mario well, World. No, too, but so. yeah, you should be able to squish them. Yeah, pure and simple. I don't think it's fair that you guys are not allowing Goombas to evolve as a species. Like, what do you I, mean they evolve? They're tiny they- evil mushroomoids. They're brown and sticky, and you squish them. What's what's to evolve? Like, you want a Goomba King, like in Paper Mario? Technically, didn't the movie yeah, no, suggest that they were the lizards? Paper. Yeah, but they didn't evolve. They devolved. But they could be revolved. They could. Yeah. It's <laughs> like evolution. Yeah, but that's a that's a completely separate word. Yeah, revolve, evolve. No, yeah, I know. Both are happening there. They're like they would spin around and they would dance. Yeah. Moment of silence for Dennis Hopper, by the way. <laughs> yep. I already went off on some people in the forums about that, so uh, I gave it up to the hop. Because, you know, that's the only movie anybody knows him from. I haven't seen any of his. Um, Blue Velvet, Speed, uh, Easy Speed? Rider. Yeah. He was, he was the madman in Speed, yeah. Keanu Reeves gets him upside down on a, uh, on, on a subway train, pushes his head in the way of a stoplight, and Dennis Hopper's head gets blown off. And that's be, how speed ends. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like speed was before my time, which must mean Crystal, you have no concept of speed at all. No, speed came out when I was probably like five or six. I'm 21 now. Wait, if I'm 20, really? I thought speed came out a long time ago. <laughs> I, don't know, I guess I'm the jerk. No, no, I was definitely like 11 or 12 or something when speed what? came out. Came out in like 93 or 94, maybe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was 10. Then, yeah. Well, I have never seen it, and I don't think I've even seen Speed Two Cruise Control. Unfortunately, nobody saw Speed Two Cruise Control. That's that's a it lost didn't in happen. The world. I I know none of this cruise control would you speak actually. It you you're blocking exist. out the movie because it would so tarnish Speed One. <laughs> the legacy it yeah, left behind. Yeah. Look, I'm consistent. Okay, there's no Speed Two, there's no Alien Three, and the first half of the Star Wars trilogy didn't happen. I'm very glad this is about Mario, unless it's the base of, of the next Mario game. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Mario Yoshi's Island didn't <laughs> happen. That's why the, the baby Mario twins being born in the Mushroom Kingdom at the the game, I that was, doesn't count. I was game didn't happen. That. Yeah. I was very angry. That, uh, like, when was the last time it was recognized that the plumbers were from Brooklyn? Because I feel like they've always been from the Mushroom Kingdom now. Well, like no, I said last week, I thought there was like a paradox clone kind of thing going on. I always thought that even from the first time I played the game. But uh, no, you're right. I don't. Their specific origin hasn't really been referenced in any of the recent games. I don't think, unless there's something in an instruction booklet somewhere. Is it ever referenced internally in any of the games? I don't care about instruction manuals. They say Bowser is a wizard. That's crap. <laughs> Bowser is a wizard. He shoots magic at you. Well, in this game, he's a baby, so he's not much of anything. Yeah. He's not exactly the Magus. 
Well, he hasn't learned his wizardry yet. <laughs> he's not even a wizard. Yeah, he's not even that bad of a baby. He's just like, I want to sleep. So he stomps on Kamek for making too much noise. That's mm -hmm. expected. Okay, fine. And then he's like, yo, that's a pretty cool ride you got there. Can I have a turn? And Baby Mario and Yoshi are like, no way, man. So really, if you think about it, all of this strife in the Mushroom Kingdom with Bowser versus the Mushrooms there could have been avoided if Yoshi and Baby Mario just knew how to share. Yeah... I mean, the Yoshis know how to share to some extent because they were all passing Mario around. Wait, like, share what? Share Yoshi, because mm. Bowser, little Koopa, just wanted to ride right. on Yoshi's yeah. back. He wanted to ride, and that Kamek would have screwed it up somehow. I'm sure Bowser wouldn't just crush Yoshi in some way. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was because hoping Bowser does get on your back sometimes in that fight. If you let him actually pound on you, he'll just ride you around. Really? Yeah, you've never seen that happen. No, I'm good. too good to win. That's my recollection. I just dodge him every time, man. <gasps> the perfect gamer. Damn. No, let him get my on My perfection you. is my undoing. It is. This is see the kind of cool things you see when you're garbage like me? You but guys me get your secret director's content rooms. Okay, well, let me tell you something else, though. What did you notice about the color of the Yoshi you're riding in the very last level? It was green. Did they switch? Yeah, he the is green. Level? Green takes over from purple. No, he's in the first level, too. Purple oh. gets knocked out of the last stage. Well, we did decide last I, week that the green Yoshi's on the top cast in the system. That's true. It's a, it's yeah, a still, thing. man. They do all this whole, like, communist sharing Pony Express thing all the way until the very end and then suddenly they decide wait a second, cast system suddenly comes back into effect that's the green true. one's gotta take all the glory that's yep. very true maybe the purple one's dead <laughs> <laughs> something just like horrible happened to him off camera the battle with Raphael, that's right, he's still on the moon after finishing off Raphael Raven that was a good level yeah, he died there he just, like just Wilziak in South yeah, Park yeah, exactly. he's dead on the moon <laughs> That's so awful. You never did. You say, Kevin, what your favorite and least favorite worlds were? Uh, I'm with Matt. I just there are certain levels that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, most of the boss fights I really enjoyed, but there's no one level. I don't think maybe the first world. You know what? Just because that's when the game still seems kind of fresh and new, and it's the easiest to perfect on. And then yeah. you, you come to the fuzzies, and the fuzzies are cool and not really aggravating like they are in later worlds. And just, that's my favorite world, I guess. But really, there's just a couple of levels I like. I like the skiing level. I liked any level that had a vehicle other than the helicopter. The helicopter was not easy to so control. So overused. Like, I felt like going back and forth, it was overused, Kevin's right. I don't, like, I felt like you couldn't, like, turn on a dime. Like, you kind of the real helicopter in the Matrix. <laughs> but they didn't turn on a die in that movie either. Personally, I love Sub Yoshi. Sub Yoshi was cool, except I remember there being like one underwater level where I used him where he was just. It, I had to keep going back and back, and like you couldn't die, you just kept getting kicked back, and it was awful. Car Yoshi was the shit. Car Yoshi was awesome. I'm down with Train Yoshi. Train Riding Yoshi on the was... walls, getting chased around by little chalk enemies. That, did they only use Train Yoshi in the one level? They use him a well, That's the thing, eh, is the helicopter feels overused because you have to use it so often. 
but I think all the other vehicles get featured just in the bonus areas. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. So you don't feel like you're using car Yoshi that often. The digging Yoshi you use two or three times out of necessity. Even that, though. A couple of the times that you use it, optional times. There's only, like, once or twice that it's necessary. Yeah. Well, is that needing to get the right coins, or just to progress through the stage? Just to get red coins. There's a right. couple, but there are times when you need him to progress through the stage. Right. Now, I also liked little Mario when he would, like, run around and do his cape thing. That was always a good time. Little baby Mario. You know? Pretty sweet when you're invincible, too. That's, like, a good plus, thank God. Are you invincible in the helicopter when your blades are tilted a certain way? And, like, are you cutting Nope. Because nope. sometimes when you run into people, they'll die, but sometimes when you run into people, they'll kill you. I'm pretty sure if you hit them with the blades, it does kill the enemy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take your word for it. I just avoided everybody. But it, it really has to be, uh, you know, coming at oh, that angle, I guess, yeah. I guess, where the helicopter's head would be, you know, um... Yeah, I watched a uh, six-minute speedrun of Yoshi's Island earlier where the person just cruised through the end of the level 6-8, killing everything with its helicopter blades. It was pretty ridiculous. Oh, that's pretty cool. That sounds really intense. Wait, I think I know that speedrun. Isn't that the one where they use a glitch in Mm -hmm. World 2 or something to warp to the end? Yeah. they. I I wish I could have done that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we would have counted that. Well, you know what? We're charitable people. If people did that, we probably would count it. I, I like... killed Naval Piranha with the one-hit KO. I don't see what. I did, too. I feel like if we, I ever, did too. <laughs> if we ever did Donkey Kong Country 2 for a game club, I feel like I would give my blessing to people warping through the first two worlds. I would sanctify that, because I would probably do it. Okay, what if I did the thing where you get all of the bonus coins in the very first level? In, oh, that? That's yeah. such a ridiculous trick in Donkey Kong Country ah! 2. <laughs> We found the limit. Warping through levels is okay. Getting all the money at the beginning of the level is right out. <laughs> no, I think it's a cool trick. I just, like, it's one of those things, how would you ever know? And when you read about it, like, for people <laughs> who don't know this trick, what it is is in Donkey Kong Country 2, there's little creme coins that you collect. There's 75 of them in the game, and you use them to open to the Lost World, which is like a jungle. And in the first level, there's like a little cabin where you get a life balloon. But if what you do is you go through the level and jump over a specific sequence of bananas and enter the, and exit the cabin a specific number of times, bizarrely enough, a coin will appear in that cabin room that gives you all 75 coins. Is it a glitch or just... No, I'm pretty sure they deliberately put it in there because who the heck would know? Yeah, like it's it seems like such a... It's too crazy to be a glitch. There's no way that it would happen like that. Like It seems more like a testing thing. Yeah, it's too out of there. Yeah. You you read about it and you see it and you're like, I cannot believe that this is in this game. It's it's a little weird. I I felt very guilty when I first did it, but... I mean, the Lost World levels are hard enough that I didn't feel that guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Yoshi's Island, where I feel like... That's one of the things I wanted to talk about, where last week we were talking a little bit about how Miyamoto had to do the graphics of the Yoshi's Island game as more, like, in the style of Donkey Kong Country with some of the the faux 3D stuff, because people at Nintendo were like, oh, Donkey Kong Country is so great, and Miyamoto was all bitter about that. You know what? I've decided I like Donkey Kong Country better. I always kind of knew it in my heart, but now that I've played them both recently, I feel like Donkey Kong Country is a better game. 
less creative? Empirically from the... speaking. How do you mean, like, for... Well, like, before you just had a feeling in your stomach. You were like, this is my gut. Yeah. And now you're like, no, legitimately, I can say with scientific data. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Donkey Kong Country, at least, no, all three of them, in their gameplay mechanics are much less innovative. Like, there's no egg throwing, there's no flutter jumping, or any kind of that kind of thing. It's Donkey Kong Country 3, everything was innovative, but it was also all terrible. We're not killing. That was a crappy game. Like they went, they went too like far. Like every single level was an innovative gimmick that was awful. They flew too close to the sun. It was. I didn't like, even think I got around to playing DKC three. So DKC three, the Icarus Chronicles. Yeah. The only problem I had with DKC three was too easy, and then the first one's too hard. So the second one's just right. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's like the perfect bowl of porridge. It is a delicious game. It felt like the ice world was the only really hard part in Donkey Kong Country 1. Like, getting to that save point in the ice level was the only part of the game where I really had trouble. That's a far-out save point. They really uh, shoved that one back in the corner there. I think you've got to get through four levels. Yeah, yeah, you do. And none of them are easy. I think it's two snow ones, which are like a barrel-blasting thing. There's an ice one, and then an underwater. And maybe, like, a blackout cave, too. So, that, that is one thing I liked about Yoshi's Island, is I really appreciate the auto-save feature. Because I don't like mm-hmm. save points at all. I, well, as an old-school gamer, I still about? feel it's jarring to play any Mario game with a save feature whatsoever. Didn't you say earlier before the show you had like a big diatribe you wanted to go on? You're right, I did. I should go with the diatribe. All right, let me... Everyone, clap your hands. Kevin has a diatribe about this game. Yay! So, Kevin, speak. Okay, well, because we're talking about getting the perfect stuff, right? And then, actually, this sort of ties back into the always being able to save. The one good thing about that, uh, I recently just dug Chrono Trigger out of my bucket of random video games the other night, because I hadn't played in a while, and I found out I had a save slot that was more towards the end of the game. And I didn't remember getting up to there. Was it a new and game or a new game plus? It, it, was a, uh, it was just an ordinary game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it must... Like, the last save was from 2009. So, I'm just like... It's been six months since I've played this game. And I played a bit of the game, and then I put it away in my box again, and it'll come out when it comes out again. And I sort of feel like if you played Yoshi's Island in that way, if you just pulled it out like, once a week and mastered one or two levels, got 100%, then you could complete the whole game 100% perfect over a couple of months. Yeah. And then that would be sort of a satisfactory way to me to work my way through that game. You know, you'd, you'd eliminate the whole boredom thing. It'd be like I've only been playing four stages a day just anyway. Mm-hmm. If I cut that down to a stage a week, then it'd be totally manageable, not boring at all. So what you're saying is you feel like when you have to rush through it for a game club type thing, it is far more boring? And not only that, but if you have to rush it in any way whatsoever. I think it feels like the perfect kind of game for you've just gotten back from the pub or something, and you don't want to fool around with like any heavy-duty Metroid Prime, Half-Life, whatever the crap. So you just plug in Yoshi's Island, you play one level, you go to bed. You know, that's the kind of game I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was thinking about it, what you're saying earlier with uh, 
with regards to Mario, Mario Galaxy 2, because that's what I've been playing through and kind of most people have been doing, and I am really enjoying it. I've been having a great time. I'm on the green star search now, and it's kind of annoying me that I feel like I need to suicide for a lot of them, but other than that, I'm having a good time, but I thought about it and I realized if I had to play a set amount of levels in a set order for a deadline, I don't even think I'd yep. like that game. And I love that game, so in a way the game club format is a little bit restrictive that way, where it kind of, when you set goals for yourself like that, it's annoying when you don't meet them, and you start to resent the game for it. However, I feel like some games still under those confines are just better than others, and maybe maybe the onus is on us to splice up these games better, but it's not like Yoshi's Island was particularly hard to get. Like, Matt and I did two worlds maybe in two hours tonight, so it's not implausible that you could get that you could get your game finished for the deadline. It's just whether or not it's fun that way. <clears throat> what are your thoughts, but, Crystal? Oh, you were... Whatever. Well, what you but even then, it's like you're going through... You gotta do one, then one, two, then one, three, then one, four. You know, even... Mario World, Mario Brothers 3, you had a map. You had a couple of options each time. You don't like this level? Go try that level. You know, you want to do this, you want to do that, and then you got your 3D Mario games. Go find this star, go get that star. There's a sort of quasi-order. You're always moving forward, but you have options. Yeah. Yoshi's Island didn't really give you much in the way of the whole option thing. That's very Not true. even warp zones. Even the original Mario had warp zones. That, that's interesting that you say that, like... And it's kind of a step back from Mario World, which was very non-linear, as was... Mario 3 was... I mean, you got where you were going at the end of the day, but... I wonder why they chose to step back like that and have it just be, okay, you're playing these worlds, one, two, three, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's not necessarily a Mario game. It is Yoshi's game, you know? It's Super Mario World 2. Yeah, they did intentionally choose that branding. Yeah, they did. And it seems like an awkward branding for a game that really does not. Sure, it made it made more fun. Make it made it make more money. So more money, more problems, as they say in the Bible. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the deadline because I'm going for a perfect run. I felt like it was far more frustrating to like you know set myself to rush through the game. At first, I started doing. Oh, I'll just do. All the stages first, I don't care what score I get, and then I'll go back to get 100. But that felt it was taking me a lot um, much longer, so I started doing, oh, I'll just work on one stage at a time trying to get 100, and I still felt pretty pressured. Yeah, that is a lot of pressure. Like, I, I've never been the kind of person who really needs to get everything in a game. There's, if there's stuff that interests me, like in a Final Fantasy game, I'm going to want everybody to get the best weapons and gear, but... I don't need to go through and get everybody's, like, magic flute or all the stars or that kind of thing. I feel like when it hits the point where it stops being fun, it isn't worth it. Because once you collect everything, like in a Final Fantasy game where you get all the gear and then you beat whatever the hardest boss is, it's like, now what? You did everything. And the payoff isn't that good. Well, you could go do some chocobo racing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The only good part of that is when Sid races. Yes. Alright, I feel like not too much is left to be said about Yoshi's Island. You guys have, like, we have more to talk about at the end of this game club, so we might, like, 
talk about your How do you guys feel about the final battle? <sighs> it's goofy looking. Like, I <laughs> on a bigger TV in the year 2010, it looks stupid. <laughs> but other than The music that, was pretty good, though. I have to give it that. The music was not bad. This game had good music. I mean, overall, that's probably its best feature. Which isn't to say it's, like, the perfect soundtrack by any means, but it was good. Yeah, I really like the uh, pastel kind of palette, you would say, for the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. The color palette. Like, there was, at the bottom of the ski hill level where you're skiing all the way down and you get to the part where it's not snowing, I thought that was very pretty and I enjoyed it. Even though that was an annoying level that Matt played and not me. <laughs> I was annoyed as a spectator that he couldn't jump the right rocks. But. Well, they were leading you with coins, and then they just stopped leading you with coins to jump, so... Yeah, that's a that trap be... right there. Yeah. The challenge increases. They show you how to do it, and then they expect you to be able to do it yourself. That's not a challenge increase. That's when they force you to memorize a level by losing it multiple times. No, like forcing worst... you to memorize a level is Battletoads, okay? Yoshi's Island <laughs> is just having some vaguely decent ideas of where to jump and some good reaction time. Uh, but in conclusion of what you were saying, yeah, the final boss fight was... I felt like it was awkward aiming the eggs. Like, Matt was the one who did the fight, but I remembered from when I was younger, they never seemed... Like, it seemed inconsistent to me whether they would hit him, go over him, or under him. And I realize that's based on his movement, but there wasn't really a good visual cue for where to aim for, other than, like, sometimes well, it's so bad, though. It's pretty much aim at his nose, and you're gonna hit him probably two out of but three But that's times the thing. I actually, right at the very beginning of the fight this time around, um, and I agree with you, Liz, I remember it being incredibly awkward when I was yeah. a kid. It was just nuts. But this time around, um, I started hitting him fairly consistently by aiming for his eyes when he's way, way at the back. And then he gets a little closer, and I aim for the eyes, and I'm like, oh, wait a second, that's just going to send the egg over his head. And it mm -hmm. did, because by then I'd launched it. And because as he gets closer, his eyes get bigger, his nose moves up, his mouth gets bigger, yeah. and the, bat, the the fireballs start coming at you faster. And then once you've hit him, like, all but the last time that you need to hit him, then he just runs straight at you. And if you don't have an egg, he just runs through the platform and you're dead. Yeah, I died, but beat him at the same time. So just in case you're wondering, yeah, you get credit for it. It's true. You just <laughs> Even if you fall off the platform and you're yeah, dead? I fell off the platform and... You played the noise, the game over noise. Or like, uh, and the <laughs> yeah. button, but then you just but then, see pop. Yeah, but then, you know, uh, Bowser starts, you know, glowing white, and there's the whole flash of white, and then magically Yoshi and Mario are standing there on the platform, so... Oh, that's amazing. I'm trying to recollect my childhood. So was it mostly a timing thing or an aiming thing with the final battle? Uh... A little of both, really. I was Mostly saying, aiming, yeah. and even then, the eggs really came fast enough that you could just really spam, jump on the middle platform, shoot it off, get another egg. Um, yeah. Did anybody ever play, not to bring another game into this already very no. discussion, but um, did anybody play Virtual Bart? Yes. And Are there's we talking a, there's about the egg-throwing game? The egg-throwing and tomato-throwing game, oh, yeah. Yes, I beat both of that's, those. That's what the final boss battle with Bowser... You should have seen the egg actually launch into Bowser in, like, first-person mode. Here's the problem with why the egg-throwing game was infinitely harder than the Bowser fight could ever hope to be, is the egg-throwing game in... In Virtual Bart, the first level was there are kids walking in a two-dimensional, linear fashion across a schoolyard, and you have a plate of tomatoes, and you have to throw them. And so it's easy, because they're just going right to left, left to right. Easy yep. enough, anyway. Don't hit cops, teachers, or principals, but... 
in the second level, when you are given eggs, the students suddenly start moving on, uh, like, the third dimension. Diagonal. Diagonally, yeah. Diagonal if you're lucky. They're, yeah. like, roving up and down. Yeah, they're kind of like... instead of the teachers appearing at specific points, as you hit the kids, they just sort of pop into the melee. Yeah, it's ridiculously difficult, and the aim's on the same principle as the Bowser fight in the game Yoshi's Island, so... I don't know why Super Nintendo made the effort to try and have you aim things in a fashion that was like 3D, because it just didn't work and it handled really awkwardly. I don't know why they but, couldn't just... I think they were just trying to show up with Mode, mode 7. 7. Mode 7. I I don't know. I was not impressed by Such that. Such a huge advance, Mode 7. How many people do you really think bought that game for the Mode 7 graphics that occur at maybe once a world? <laughs> like, wow, look at that pause screen, Mom. Please give $80 for this Mode 7 game. I bought Star Fox for Mode 7. Yeah, because it used it. That was a good game, though. Yeah, Star Fox was like a great Virtual game. Virtual Bark, not a good game. No, such a good game. We're actually, uh, the podcast topic for this week, if you guys haven't heard, is uh, the worst games that you love. And I already said that I love Virtual Bart, so if you guys like that game, I will be talking about so, it So you agree that it's a bad game? It's a terrible game. It's, yeah. it's gutter trash. Yeah. I'm never sure if I was fortunate or unfortunate that I never played this in my childhood. So good. Go watch a YouTube speedrun. It's so cheap. But, yeah. <laughs> No, Matt Zimmerman wants to know if we're doing Virtual Bart for Game Club. We are not doing Virtual Bart for Game Club. <laughs> but on that note, I feel like we should get some closing thoughts from each of us, and then I'll go into the future of Game Club for the duration. So, my closing thoughts on the game, first of all, I don't remember it being as annoying, and I liked it less this time. I feel like it's still a pretty good game. Like, there, it has very great moments, and I certainly liked it better than Shadow of the Colossus. But, overall, it was okay. I don't think it was nearly as good as Mario World, or 64, or... I don't know, Sunshine, maybe? maybe it was probably better than Sunshine, but that's kind of mm -hmm. how I feel about it. It was like a solid B-. minus. So, what about you, Matt? What are your feelings on the game? <laughs> we should have played Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> that's three favorite that games. That would have been pretty sweet. No, that's three favorite games off the top of my head, I would say, are Demon's Souls, Monster Hunter Try, and World of Warcraft. So he likes games where it's like having your hair pulled out one follicle at a time. That's mm -hmm. Matt. So, seriously, though, do you, you seem to have a lot of resentment toward the game earlier. I've you, let it go. You've let it go? Yeah, Serenity yeah. now. <laughs> Alright, uh, Crystal, what are your closing thoughts on this game? Uh, from what I've done so far, I feel like it's a good game. I, I like it less from my childhood experience, but if we weren't on such a two-week schedule and I wasn't trying to get a perfect run, I, I think I'd be good. So, yeah, I think I'd give it a solid B- minus as well. Good enough. Kevin, your final word. Uh... I'm going to go with D+, plus, but I don't feel that's descriptive enough. So I'm also going to say, and this is probably going to earn me lots of derisive jeering in the chat room, worse than Zelda 2. Can we get a reason why? Like, is Zelda 2 just, really Well, I was just thinking about how, like, Mario, Zelda, both really fantastic series, did wonderful things for video games, held in lofty esteem, uh, but... Generally, the accepted nadirs 
of the series would be Zelda 2 and Yoshi's Island, in my opinion. And Zelda 2 is still better than Yoshi's Island. I'm gonna hold off my uh, Zelda comments. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of people in the chat room who are really stepping up for Zelda 2, and I know I just watched. Well, those people can replace it with Phantom Hourglass, but they're wrong. Even Spirit Tracks. <laughs> I Reed spent seven months playing that game, so I don't think we should. Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks. Yeah. <laughs> seven out. months, really? Oh wait. Um. No. Uh. Phantom Hourglass. Excuse me. Or whatever. Whatever the most like recent Phantom DS one. I think a Lobo is about to go on about recent... Sucker of Time. Oh. Oh yes. The most of time. recent was was Spirit Tracks. Okay. Yeah. Then he spent seven months on the one before it. Because every time we'd have him on the podcast, once every two months or so, he'd be like, I'll play Phantom Hourglass, you guys. It's good, I almost beat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game where you have to do the same dungeon over and over and over, right? Yes, it is. Actually you essentially do the like same thing in Spirit Tracks, so whatever. Like your kind of game. Okay, but in Spirit Tracks, you get to use the extra stuff. Like, I remember that complaint in Phantom Hourglass, but then you get to use Bomb Juice to go through the dungeon faster, so... But you're or, still or like whatever other items you collect, your boomerang, your arrow and bow, and eventually get the sword and you get to kill the guys. Made sense to me. That's I all I'm gonna say. To I think we should hold off on Zelda before I start up the whole podcast on yeah. how I feel about Zelda as a whole. We've got about uh, ten to fifteen <laughs> minutes left, so I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing for the next game club. The next game club, actually, you'll probably notice all 18 viewers of you that there has not been a thread asking people to vote on what the next game is going to be. We've yeah. taken it into our own hands. Yeah, we, we haven't taken it into our own hands. We're not, there's no revolution. What we have decided to do is we are doing a two-week hiatus from game club because we here at Fangamer have decided to kind of take a look at the fun fests we've had, the fan fests, the game club we're doing, and a couple of other things that I can't even remember. Funktastic gameplay, that's what one is. And we have decided to kind of roll them all into a big, awkward, goofy ball that we are going to be calling the Chrono Trigger Playthrough. The Chrono Trigger Fan Fest, I believe, is the working, the undercover dev title, so... Drum roll, two weeks from now, if everything goes off without a hitch, we'll be doing a Chrono Trigger playthrough that'll last about a month, where it'll be like the EBFGP last year, where every night there is a new video host, much like Matt and myself. We're actually, we've already picked our night, it's uh, the best night in the game, but I'll leave that for later. Every night you'll get a host where people will sit down and play through a game boy, gameplay point and kind of enjoy the gaming experience with you. It's more of a, it's more of a regiment ex regimented experience than going through the game club the way you know it now, where it's like once a week there's just a, a few points you have to get through. This night, or the way we do it in the Chrono Trigger playthrough, it'll be every day there's something new to do, but there'll be a couple playthrough. Or, God, this is a lot of verbiage for me to get through without having practiced. <laughs> I'm winging it, you guys. Give You're me forgetting the most important part, though. Which is? There's going to be stuff to buy, right? <laughs> Can you at least put some sugar on it? <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you pay money, but you get stuff, and that's the sugar. <laughs> Let's get a sweet Magus Castle shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we are, we are actually, uh, we have the gate key coming out pretty soon, the gate key keychain, which hopefully that'll be out for the Chrono Trigger playthrough. We'll have the Magi's Tower shirt, both of which are cool, and we'll be restocking the news. I think we'll get like 
45 more of them in, I think, is the very limited quantity. So if you guys were interested in a new but didn't weren't able to get one during the 12 hours they were available last time we had them, if, uh, let me hold mine up to the camera, which is my favorite thing to do. His name is Noodle, and I love him. So if you were interested in a noodle of your very own, we'd be restocking them. Isn't but... there another thing? Or is that not being talked about yet? What? Do they come attached with a mop? They do not, but I want to make mine a little knot. Hold on. <laughs> we can whisper in my ear. What is it? Oh. Not talk, no, we're not talking about Okay, that there's a now. good thing you'll want to buy. Yeah. So. If you'd like, uh, like art and art by people in the community you guys know and like, which I've seen pictures of and is, like, ridiculously sick. And I love Chrono Trigger, and I'm so excited to buy it. Alright, so that's kind of what we're looking at for two weeks. We're taking a break and prepping for the CT Fan Fest, where we are just kind of having a good time celebrating CT in the same way we celebrate Earthbound. So, Game Club, it has been great. Crystal, you've been great. I'm sorry I'm ending it instead of getting you back on. Kevin, you are always oddly silent right now, but you've been great. Matt, you have been a shining beacon of light in this Game Club, and we're only sorry we couldn't squeeze in more to do in the next two weeks, but we are looking forward to the Chrono Trigger playthrough, and we hope that you guys will join us as well. So, I'm gonna call it. You guys have a great night.